You're listening to Photo Tea with Anissa D, where we share all things related to photography. Welcome to episode five of Photo Tea with Anissa D. Today, we're going to be talking about balancing entrepreneurship and motherhood. And for this week's episode, I wanted to bring on a special guest to join us and help talk about this topic with me. So Jess, could you please introduce yourself? Tell us who you are, where you're from, and what you specialize in. Hey, I am Jessica Livingston. My business name is Jess Living Photo. I am in San Diego, California, and I am a mom of two boys. I have a four-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old, which is probably why I'm talking about this topic with you. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. So I'm a wedding photographer. Um, I do mostly weddings and engagements, but I do shoot kind of everything. I feel like people always like ask what your niche is. And I always say that my niche is just my style. So like if somebody loves my style, you know, let's do it. So I love that. I love that. And you're in, you're in San Diego, right? Yeah. Awesome. So fun. And Sunny San Diego. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. I wish I would be, I could be there right now. Chicago is so cold. Oh, I hate the cold. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. I feel that. But yeah, I just kind of want to jump right into it and just kind of start with talking about like when you started your business and what did your day-to-day tasks look like at that time? Because I'm sure it's a lot different than what it looks like now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So different. So I started shooting for clients in like early 2017, but I had other jobs. Like it was just like something I did on the side. And then in the beginning of 2018, that was when I got pregnant with my first child. We just kind of got pregnant. Like we were like I didn't have a business quite yet. We weren't like planning anything super, super well, but we're, I was like, I was like ready for it. Like it was like, that Mm -hmm. was the next phase in life. We're like, let's do this. Heck yeah. Why not? Kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. I got pregnant while I was still doing like other jobs and I was shooting on the side and just kind of like doing whatever. But after I got pregnant, I feel like my priorities like zoomed in. Like I was like, oh my God, like I'd like that. Mm -hmm. That's a Raven moment where she's like, looks at the camera. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) But I feel like I like, I like realized that like I hated the jobs that I was doing and it was like, wait, I'm not going to like do this after I have a baby. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, what am I going to do? So, and like, I was loving like all the shooting that I was doing. And so I was like, well, and that's like a perfect mom job, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like I'm like working on the nights and on the weekends and my home, like while my husband's home, like to watch the baby and it's like perfect. So I'm like, okay, well, I really need to lean into this. Right. And so that first year in like 2018, I just like, hustled my butt off. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I just was like, you know what? Like I have a deadline now. Like I am having a kid in like eight months and I have eight months to like create this thing. So I quit my job and I just like put every single like second of my time into this. And like, I kind of knew, like, you know, the free time is coming to Mm -hmm. an end. Right. And so you're like, like soon I'm not going to be able to do whatever I want all day. So, so I kind of like used that. And like, I was like, I was posting Instagram all the time. I was really planning on Mm -hmm. it. Like everything out. I was doing my website. I was doing my Pinterest. I was like doing everything, every single, every single like creative idea I had, like I was I was doing a styled shoot. Like I was mm-hmm. second shooting every weekend. Like I was just like, I was doing everything that I could to like get this business ready for like a baby. Right. Like It's, yeah. like, it's like nesting with like a business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's such an interesting perspective too. Cause I feel like 
I like had a kind of a different situation. I think a lot of people that I've talked to, you know, are like kind of getting ready and slowing things down. And here you are like pushing through your pregnancy and trying to get everything ready so that afterwards you can get this business up and running after your, you know, maternity leave and everything. So that's super interesting to hear. And then how late into pregnancy were you like working and shooting and doing all of that? Well, my first pregnancy actually really late. I think I like my last shoot was at like 39 weeks or something. Oh my gosh. Or maybe even, it was even like 39 and a half weeks. I just could not stop. But I like, that's kind of my personality too. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm a very like Enneagram three. I'm like very hustle oriented. Like I love, I love work. And so that was kind of like what I wanted to be doing anyway. Mm-hmm. But so then with your second pregnancy, then did you do things differently with like shooting and just planning out in advance? Because I feel like a big question that people asked me when I got pregnant was like, how did you prepare for the sessions that you already have and like weddings yeah. and everything? And I think that's a big question for a lot of like parents or moms who have like run a photography business is how do you know how far in advance to book? And so totally. what did that kind of look like for you? Yeah. So so with my first, I, I mean, like the business was a little bit more new. And so I didn't have like weddings booked around like my due date. And and I was booking weddings, but I was able to like look at that after I got pregnant. My mm-hmm. second pregnancy, again, kind of like a unique situation. It was during COVID. And like I got pregnant right after COVID started a few months later. So it was like weddings were all canceling anyway. And it just so happened that like the couple of months around my due date, like those weddings had been rescheduled or whatever. So it was kind of perfect. Mm-hmm. But I, I do like get this question asked a lot just because I'm a mom. Right. And that's like a common thing. So I've definitely thought about it. But like, I feel like, I don't know, like, I feel like people stress a lot about it when they're pregnant and it's yeah. like, or like, or if you're trying to get pregnant and you are trying to like plan out like when you're going, like, I don't mm-hmm. know, like I, I have a dead space in 11 months, so I need to get like pregnant right. exactly in two months. And then it's right. like the stress of like planning that. And I feel like, like maybe just like let go a little bit. Yeah. Like, like, I feel like even if like you do get pregnant right when you want to get pregnant, like anything could happen. Like the baby right. could come early or late or like whatever complications can mm-hmm. happen. Like you can't control it. And so mm-hmm. I feel like just letting go is like super important for people. And then I like, I always tell like my friends that are getting pregnant, whatever. Like I recommend like four weeks before and four weeks after your due date, like don't have anything like because yeah. I, I mean it just like scares me right like like yeah. anything could happen and you don't want to like be a part of somebody's wedding day and like your life right. getting in that way so I always say don't schedule anything but like I feel like people can I feel like moms are really cool in that they can do anything they want to do and I think mm-hmm. that like like if you have a wedding at 37 weeks pregnant and you're like the baby's coming early and you're pushing it, but you really want to do it. Like you can, like you can do it. Like, mm-hmm. like I maybe wouldn't recommend it, but like, and, <laughs> and same with like, after the baby comes, like you're probably not supposed to do it until after six weeks. But if you have it at five weeks, like that's probably fine. Like you're probably going to, you're going to be able to push through and do whatever you want to do. If, if you right. want to. Right. And you know, like you said, like anything can happen. And I think being prepared is just the best thing that you can do. So mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I think you have an associate, right? Yes. Or a couple. Yeah. So like that, that's something for me that once I found out I was pregnant, the first thing that I did was look at the weddings around my due date and mm-hmm. try to find an associate. Personally, for me, I know a lot of people are already starting to open their books for like 2024 already. And just being in the early stages of starting my family, like I have one uh, baby who's also almost a year and a half. I'm not quite there yet, 
because I'm in the back of my mind thinking about that future and what that would look like for me. So kind of having that in the back of your mind, but also knowing that you have options like an associate team or just having an associate that can fill in if a situation like that happens where, you know, the unexpected happens. But that's something that like I would, I would recommend and have recommended. And what I did personally when I had some weddings around my due date with my first or my only. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. Those are definitely things like I always tell people to do. I think that's super helpful. And I think that too, like, I don't know, like, I feel like people get scared, like, like they get pregnant and they're like, what do I do now? Like my clients Mm -hmm. are going to hate me. Your clients are not going to hate you. Like, like they have plenty of time to decide if they want an associate or to pick somebody else or like, and like, they're happy for you, you know, like, like Mm -hmm. people are kind, like they're not going to be mean and hate you. So I think that, I think that it's usually like, it's, it's kind of a scary thing, but I feel like it's usually a positive experience. Yeah, absolutely. I feel the same way. And it is a little, like you said, it's a little scary, but then everyone's so understanding and just hearing it from us. People are like obsessed with babies too. (laughs) So they're excited. (laughs) Yes, definitely. So I did want to ask a little, so we talked about, you know, pregnancy and like planning and everything. So what did after pregnancy look like for you and maternity leave? Did you take time off? Did you take the same amount of time off or did you change things the second time around? So I took... I took, I, I'm trying to think. So my first baby, I took about like maybe a month. And then my second from weddings is different than shoots. Obviously it's a little different amount of like physical labor. I think I did my first shoot like three weeks after my second. And I did my first wedding, like it was maybe four or five weeks, which is a little sooner than they recommend. But, Mm -hmm. but for me, and maybe this is like, I'm just a little bit of a workaholic, but maternity leave is actually really hard for me. It is like, like, as far as work goes, like I probably only maybe took like one week actually like away from work. Like I, after that, I was like, I need to be like posting on Instagram. Like I need to be working on my Mm -hmm. blog. Like I need to be doing something just because I feel like you lose, you lose a little bit of your identity. Like in that, like I feel that. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, you're not getting sleep. Like things are changing. Like your body is being weird. Like like crap is happening. And so I felt like for me, like work was a place where I was grounded and like, I know how to do Instagram and I know how to like edit photos so I can do this. And like, mm-hmm. like that was kind of actually helpful for me in that time. And then I like, I love maternity leave for the fact of like, for me, it like starved me of shooting. Like I could not wait to like be behind a camera again. Yes. And so I think that when I was behind a camera again, I was just like, I don't know, like I was a new person. I was like, look at me go. I am so creative. I had all these ideas. I was like, maybe it's just like that time that you step away, whether you're like, you're getting into your womanhood and you're like witnessing like the creation of life and like, Mm -hmm. like all of these really cool things are happening and maybe it's just like a shift in your brain. But like, I just really felt like my, like the creative side of me was just like thriving in maternity. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was really cool. Definitely. It's, I love hearing your perspective because I feel like every person just has a different experience. And I think too, having, this was your second recent baby for me, like with the first, I feel like I was like the most cautious and just with everything I didn't book that close to my due yeah. date. And I took like a full, I think maybe even three months. I know I t- for sure took two months off just because I didn't know what that process would look like and right. how it would feel. It's but scary. it's interesting. It is scary. Right. And like, 
no one can prepare you for that. But I think it's interesting to hear your like perspective on everything. Cause I feel like for me, and it's, it was nice because I did want to work. Like you said, like you're kind of, you know, wanting to not lose yourself with Mm -hmm. just, you know, the late nights and everything. But then also knowing that people are going to give you grace. Like you don't have to show up every day if you don't want to, but you can. Exactly. And they'll support you if you do. So that was really nice experience. Did you ever feel during that time, like any burnout just like throughout, I guess, even pregnancy to like your maternity leave? Did you ever feel like you were like running, you know, thin there? Oh my gosh, all the time. (laughs) (laughs) When am I not feeling burnt out, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like, I don't know, burnout's like such a topic, but I feel like for me, I feel like the most burnt out if my life is not in balance. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like for me, I mean, it's like, Being a mom is a lot of work and working is a lot of work. And so they kind of like work together to like give me breaks from each other. Right. So like when I Mm -hmm. go to work, I'm getting a break from like my kids and like cleaning my house and doing the whole thing. But then when I'm like home and with my kids and cleaning my house and whatever, I kind of get that break from like my clients and my computer and like whatever, you know, stresses are at work. So, so I feel like they definitely like run into balance. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I totally feel that too. Like I feel like back in the day when I used to work corporate, like Sunday scaries were so real. And as much as I love and look forward to the weekends and spending time with my husband and my baby and just quality family time, I really look forward to weekdays when like I can get back into work Mm -hmm. and just, it's nice because you, you have that balance between the two. So I, I feel that being able to have quality family time, but then also have dedicated work time Mm -hmm. helps alleviate kind of like that burnout. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The balance is is key. (laughs) Yes, definitely. I guess on that topic too, like do you ever experience, which I'm sure, I feel like every mom has experienced mom guilt, but have you experienced that? And like, what is that? What does that look like for you? And how do you work through that? Oh my gosh, mom guilt is the worst. I would love an answer to like how to fix it. But I feel like, (laughs) I mean, I feel mom guilt like every day of my life. There's so many, like if I could count the number of times that I've told my husband, I think that I'm a bad mom, right? Like like Mm -hmm. it's all the time, especially like when I'm in like a busy season or like where I'm focusing a little bit more on work than on family and whatever. Mm -hmm. But I feel like maybe for me, like stepping away from that and like either if that's just like talking to someone or just like stopping and like thinking it over or even just like taking a day to like be with my kids or whatever Mm -hmm. I feel like motherhood is what you make it like my kids are never gonna know another mom besides me like they're not Mm -hmm. going to compare me to anybody so why am I comparing me to anybody like like my kids love me for me and I'm doing the best that I can. And I know that I'm doing the best I can. And what more can I do? Right. And so I feel like kind of stepping away and having those moments of my kids love me for me and I'm doing okay. And I'm doing the best that I can. And, and maybe if there is something I can be doing differently, I can like think about, you know, what that might be or how to work on that. But, but I think in those moments, just kind of like slowing down and realizing is like key and yeah. people around you are going to help you with that too. Yeah, absolutely. I really relate to that as well. Just like Sometimes I feel like when you're doing too much at once, that's kind of when the mom guilt starts to creep in because you feel like you're not filling mm-hmm. all the cups that need to be filled. So taking that time and just like, I like to remove myself from all like electronic devices because sometimes I'm like, I'm sitting here on the couch. My baby's trying to play with me and I have like one phone in one hand, like my other phone in the other. Mm-hmm. I have my computer on me. I have two laptops. So I like, I'm just like filled with technology and I feel so guilty in that moment. And like my son doesn't understand that I'm working and I'm 
doing it for us, but obviously he wants to play. And so just removing myself fully from that situation really helps me. So I totally agree with you on that. I think too, with like, with like the mom guilt too, of like, just like stepping, stepping away or whatever. I feel like, I feel like kids, like I personally, and maybe this is just me, I don't know, but my, Mm -hmm. I want my kids to know that their mom worked hard. And I want the, yes. my kids to know that their mom had something that she loved and was like passionate about and like, and was, you know, like had the, like, I don't know, just like the, like the gut to like do yeah. that. And, and I yeah. like, I want them to know that and see that. And I think of like a story of like, I don't know, like, you know, a child who was raised by their mother who owned a shop and like, they were always at the shop and that was like, showed them what hard work was, right? Like, Mm -hmm. or just like seeing mom's work is really important for kids. And I think that because now, like, especially in this job specifically, like me going to work looks like me being on my phone and me being on my computer. Like, I have to kind of remember that like, that's just what my kids are going to know is work for me. Mm -hmm. And like, they're going to see that as work. And, and kind of in those moments where I do feel guilty, like, like it's important to like do step away from the technology and and be with your kids, but also remind yourself and give yourself grace in that, like, no, this is me working and I want them to like, see how passionate I am and see that. So, so there's like a balance and like, forgiving yourself for those moments. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that completely. I think the hard thing is knowing right now that they don't understand. So I think that's Mm kind of where like the guilt comes in, but, but then down the line, of course, like I look back and at my childhood with my mom and my parents both worked really hard and I didn't see my mom a lot. She had me when she was in medical school and then I have five siblings. So she was very busy working and just taking care of all of us as was my dad. But I look back and, you know, at the time I know I, I missed her. I wanted to see her more, but right now, like I have so much respect for her. And Mm -hmm. I know that she was like the most incredible mom. Obviously I think that like, and just did the best that she could and she did great. So I, I I hope that that, like our, you know, I'm sure. And of course they will, like our kids will grow up and and see that. And hopefully that encourages them to also like pursue their dreams and to go after what they want to do. So I completely agree with that. But yeah, I did want to ask kind of like how you do set those boundaries with like work. So kind of share with me a little bit about like what your day-to-day looks like now. Do you have help and like, how do you make time for yourself for work and kind of what that looks like? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I do have help. I don't have like a regular schedule for my babysitter. Um, She kind of comes like, I like what, like we'll schedule her like kind of as needed. So like during my busy season, she's at my house a lot in the not busy season. She comes, you know, once a week or whenever kind of, I feel like I need that time. Mm-hmm. But I think that like for me and it's, and it's hard when they're little, little, but for me, I think I just really want to be transparent with my kids of like my intentions for my time. And so even if say I'm trying to get some work done while I don't have a babysitter and my kids are around, like I'll just tell, especially my four-year-old who's trying to like, or he's starting to like get it a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I'll say like, okay, like I love you. And I'm so proud that you can play by yourself and be like, use your imagination. And I'm going to go work for 30 minutes and we can set a timer. And then I will talk to you in 30 minutes and just kind of like explain like that that's what's going on. And then I'm obviously still there if, you know, something happens or they need help, but like they kind of understand that that's where my attention is. And I feel like setting those boundaries with your, like in your own mind of like, like separating, like, okay, I need to work. Okay. Now I'm going to be a mom. I feel like that's how you kind of avoid those feelings of mom guilt and, and the burnout and just like 
I don't know, just taking care of like yourself and your brain. Yeah, definitely. And you actually shared something new with me. I love the timer idea. I, mm-hmm. I'm i sure it gets, you know, obviously easier as the kids get older and start to understand. But even just for yourself, like setting a time, I really yeah. like that. I heard that as like a productivity tip of like setting okay. a timer and then you're like more productive because you like have a certain amount of time. So it's like two birds with one stone. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I'm def- I'm like, I wrote that down just now. I'm like, I'm adding that to, to my list of things too because I think for me, so I'm, I'm on the road right now and I don't have like a dedicated workspace. And I know that that probably really helps like having like an office space where you can, you know, close the the door door. or like creak the door. So what are some other things would you say? Like, is there anything else that you would recommend doing? Like, do you have like a goals for the day or goals for the week or like a schedule? I know you said you kind of have help as you go, but are there anything, is there anything else that you would recommend that you do that really helps? So I feel like for me this year, especially um, really like leaning into like, I've been super busy this year and now I have two kids and like, like I'm really going to do the thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this year I've really leaned into to-do lists and that has helped tremendously. Another tip that I heard like with to-do lists was putting them in numeric order. And so like, I've like been just having to-do lists everywhere. They're on my phone. They're on my computer, like desktop. They're on my they're on a cute sticky note on my desk. Like, like they're kind of everywhere. And whenever I think of something that I need to do, I just dump it on my to-do list, whether that is editing a whole gallery or whether that is unloading the dishwasher or texting a friend or just like whatever Mm -hmm. kind of things that like are on my to-do list. I just throw them on that list. And then when I sit down to work or whatever, I will kind of compile everything together and I put it in a priority order. So like, first I need to get this done. And then like, for me, that's kind of like, it eases my mind of like all of the other things. Cause I know that they're on the list and I'll get to them later, but for now I'm going to do this one thing. And then it helps mm-hmm. me focus really hard, really well, I guess, um, mm-hmm. in that time. Yeah, definitely. I love, I love this. I'm like, here are just making mental notes of like <laughs> these productivity tips. I really feel like that's just so key to just like having things that are prioritized on your list because otherwise it can get overwhelming. And then I find that when I'm like really overwhelmed, I'm stressed, like I'm not productive with anything. Right. So just holding yourself accountable and like writing those things down um, and then just checking back into them, I think is so helpful. So I love that you shared that. And I would definitely agree. And I did want to ask, I know we were kind of talking about help with, you have like a sitter to come Mm -hmm. sometimes for your kids. Do you have help in your business at all? Do you outsource anything? I know like some people have VAs or editors, associates. Can you kind of share if you do any of that? Yeah. Yes. The answer is yes. The long answer is, I, I think first, like the principle of like hiring people is so important to me. And I feel like like just like tying in the whole like mom guilt thing, I guess that's like my topic of my life right now, I guess. But like pulling that in, I feel like, I feel like hiring help is never something that you should like feel guilty for. Because I think that like, it is making you a better mother. It is going to make you more productive. It's going to like benefit your life in all of the ways that hiring out all of the other things like shooting or editing or blogging or whatever you might be hiring out. Like they're all kind of like hiring things out. And so I think that like, whether that's hiring somebody to clean your house or hiring somebody to write your blogs for you, you're still hiring somebody to like take time, right? For you. Yeah. So, and so I think that like putting priorities and like what you really want to be spending your time doing is kind of like 
important there. But, but for me, so I have had a VA before and I didn't love, (laughs) this is probably like my toxic trait. I didn't love it because I am like, like I need control. (laughs) I feel this. I feel feel this 100%. Oh my gosh. I felt like I, she was, she was great. I loved her, but like, I felt like every single blog post she did, every single caption she wrote, like every single thing she did for me, which I'm sure was like truly amazing. I just could not, like, I was like, I could do it better. Like I was so, Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't get out of it. Like in my head, I was like, like, no, the blog needs to look like this. And it's just like the stupidest little nitpicky thing that like, I shouldn't actually probably care about, but, but I did. And so that was really hard for me actually. And so I I do my own blogs. I do my own Instagram now. Like I'm not, I don't hire that out. I think that I would be the same way with editing. I know a lot of people hiring out, hire out pulling and editing. And that's another thing that I feel like I need like all control over. But the things that I do hire out, I, I have a, a, like, like we mentioned earlier, an associate, which is going to be key for people that are having babies. Yes. But that's been really helpful. Just having somebody that I trust to like do the, do the hours, like, like do the grunt work, like of a wedding day. And, and that's helped a lot. And then I obviously have help with a babysitter. I hire a cleaning mm-hmm. lady sometimes, but I feel like those things are just as much of like, I don't know, like hiring people in my business. Yeah. Like it's all kind yeah. of the same thing for me. No, I'm really glad you said that because I completely agree as well. And back when I was living in an apartment, we also had, I had help like a nanny who came a couple times a week and yeah. also cleaning. And just, it was like you said, it's like, you can only do so much. You're human. You, everyone has 24 hours in a day and it's how you make use of that time. Mm-hmm. And if someone can come in and it makes sense for you guys to help with certain tasks so you can get other things done and maybe spend more time with your kids and things mm-hmm. like that, like, exactly. or spend more time on your business where you want to be spending time and doing that like creative process and editing. I feel that too, by the way, because yeah. oh my gosh, so had, a, had an editor, it, I just felt like I lost that creative artistic control that I feel like I can add so much, especially when it comes to like editing. I feel like that's like your, that's like your client value, right? Like you don't want to hire anything that's going to take away your client value. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree. So no, I'm glad you share that. And I would say what, so like my follow-up question to that is how did you know it was like time to kind of get help? Did you ever feel like it was tough asking for help or did you kind of just know that it was the time? Yeah, no, I don't know. Like I felt like every single time that I decided to like add something on, I feel like that required like a time where like I hated myself, like, like, right. Mm -hmm. Like, like I feel like the, like the change always comes after a little bit of pain, I think. And so like Mm -hmm. those, those did all come after like maybe a week or so where I was just like crying and like telling my husband, like, I can't do this. Life is too hard. Like I Mm -hmm. am a crappy mom. Like what, like whatever feelings I might've been having, the solution Mm -hmm. was let's get somebody to help out. Let's get somebody to take the cleaning off your mind so that you can do other things. Mm -hmm. Let's get this. And just kind of like, I think that all of those things come from like that period of growth, which is, I mean, it can be really hard. So, but yeah, no, every single time I've added something, it was like very necessary. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, you know, it's reassuring to kind of hear you say that and just having been in those moments myself and Mm -hmm. you kind of just like, it kind of just feels like you've hit a wall. And it's like, I think just knowing in those moments, like it is totally okay to to get help. And just like, and you know, whatever aspect, if it's hiring, you know, someone to come and help you or just talking to someone, if you're overwhelmed, like, you know, just kind of, because it's so 
common for people to feel overwhelmed. It's normal. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that recognizing that and having the support, I'm sure of your husband and everything has been important too. So in addition, I feel like, like even just like us talking right now, like that is like key, right? Like, like just knowing that you're not alone and like, I don't know. I feel like it is so worth the time and effort to like make friends and like build a community, like whether that's just other moms or, you know, other mom photographers, like, like some of these feelings are so common and it's, it's, you just feel so much better when you know you're not alone in it. Yeah, definitely. I do. I do want to say, I remember I was like, you had your son right before I had mine last summer. And I just remember like, watching you and I was like, how is she, how is she doing this? And I, I think I reached out and you were so reassuring and so sweet. And it was just like, yeah. I just needed to hear that. I talked to a couple other photographers who also have kids like back when I feel like I was struggling a little bit more during the initial yeah. few months. And it was just really nice to hear because I think sometimes we don't see that part online, yeah. which obviously makes sense, but right. it's nice to be able to talk to, like you said, and I reached out and yeah. you were so sweet. I just remember I was yeah. like, okay, Let's I'm not friends, just the only one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that like, like the best place to like get that help is through mm-hmm. other people and like yeah. reaching out is like the absolute best thing you can do. Yeah. I completely agree. I'm glad you said that. And yeah. So I guess for pretty much at the end year, I did have one final question, which would be, what would be your biggest piece of advice to someone who is starting a photography business while balancing another full-time job, whether that's like a stay-at-home parent, a corporate job? What, yeah. What would be your biggest piece of advice to that? Oh my gosh. That's a big question. (laughs) I feel like my biggest, I mean, I think there's probably like 20 things that I could say, but I think the biggest one that's like the most like prominent in my mind right now is to find your priorities and your like reasons why. And I think that like really like go on a road trip and listen to music and think about it or like do whatever you need to like really like self-analyze and write down the reasons why you want to do what you're doing. Whether that is why I want to be a mom, why I want to be a photographer, why I like my job, why I want to do whatever, like kind of really write down the few things that are like, I don't know, like I have a little note on my phone just called my why. And they're, they're things that I like that motivate me and that inspire mm-hmm. me. And that's kind of what keeps me aligned. And when I feel like I'm in these like hard times or hard places, I'll kind of look back at that and be like, okay, the whole reason I want to have my job is to provide for my family. Okay. Mm-hmm. Am I providing for my family? Yes. Why else? Do, what else do I need? Like, and then I kind of like focus back and I'm like, wait a second. No, I don't, I don't actually need to be taking down that many weddings this year because that's excessive. And, mm-hmm. and that's not aligning with my reasons why I want to be doing this. And so I think just like really like self-analyzing and keeping yourself in check too. And like, you know, whether that's like a best friend or a a spouse or whatever that is, like kind of get them involved in that and and explain like, this is, this is why I want to do what I do. I want your help in making sure that, that I keep my priorities. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I appreciate you sharing that. I honestly going to take that advice myself. Yeah, do it. (laughs) I love that. My why that's super awesome. And yeah, I feel like this was so helpful. I hope that, you know, everyone listening found it helpful too. I found this really helpful and I really appreciate you coming and talking with me on today's episode. Oh my gosh. Anytime. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. And I did want to ask if you could let everyone know where they can find you and follow you. 
Yeah, thanks. I my Instagram is Jess Living Photo and my website is JessLivingPhoto.com. It's all just Jess Living Photo, but you can find everything that I do on my Instagram. Awesome. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. I'll also make sure to leave your information in the description. But yeah, thanks so much again for coming on the podcast. And for those who listen to the end, thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Photo Tea with Anissa D. If you liked today's episode, please let me know by leaving a review and make sure to follow for more episodes. You can also follow me on Instagram at Anissa D Photography. See you back here next time for a new episode. Bye.